Please listen carefully. Becca, what's up? Chris, how are you? Great. We are, um, I guess, the first thing I actually want to do is just have you give a little bit of background in terms of um, like CrossFit, um, kind of like your CrossFit history, how you got started with it, all that good stuff. Okay. Um, so this coming June, I will be will be my seven year anniversary with CrossFit. Um, not I that we're counting. Cross- what? Not that we're counting. Not that we're counting. Right. June twentieth. Not that we're counting. Not that I know the date. Not that I know the first workout I ever did. Right. Um. So I had no idea what CrossFit was. Uh, my girlfriend at work said, "Do you want to do something crazy with me?" And I said, "Absolutely. Let's do it." what is it? Sign me up anyway. Um, and I haven't looked back and I have loved it and hated it every day ever since. Right. Um, and this was joy. Shout out to joy. Yeah. Shout out to joy. This was joy. One of my fellow teachers and I've hopped around with different CrossFit boxes, found my home at Kana. Um, and through crossfitting have also kind of dabbled in different eating plans I wouldn't say diets but different lifestyle plans um, to see kind of what fits with me and what works and what doesn't work with uh, my needs and my my body and everything like that did you start uh, focusing on like specific plans or we can call them diets for the sake of like eat you know yeah common lingo but um did you ever diet before CrossFit or did it, um, you know, tinkering around with your eating, did that start after CrossFit? I tinkered around with it before. Um, nothing really seemed to work. I, in terms of what I, you know, was hoping for, I never really counted calories, but I always ate well. I've always liked salads, so I've always been a relatively healthy eater, mm-hmm. but before CrossFit, I wasn't. I didn't have enough knowledge. Um, and when I first started, the first year we did a food challenge and we could choose either uh, for 10 days to either eat strictly paleo or strict zoning. And I chose to zone. And in those 10 days, I lost nine pounds. I actually won the challenge, uh, which was a surprise because I was just like, you gave me a challenge, I did it. And I didn't expect to win. <laughs> But I did gain, and I did continue to zone for most of the last seven years. Um, It worked for me. I liked that style of uh, a little bit of freedom, but also kind of gave me a new insight into where I was lacking in quantity, like vegetables and fruits, and where I needed to eat fats because they were good for me. So it was definitely a good challenge overall. And it helped that I won. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Um, for people who aren't sure what the zone is, could you quickly give an overview of like the main um, tenants or the, the idea of zo- what zone is? Sure. So zoning is um, counting your macros, but it's it's focusing on fats, 
proteins and carbs. Um, every food has any number of fats, proteins, or carbs, but they're designated into certain categories. And so the, the gist of zoning is to, at each meal, make sure you have a balance of your fats, your proteins, and carbs. And typically it's a 30-30-40, um, is that right, percentage? Yep. Yeah, 40% carb, 30% protein, 30% fat. Right. So, but you could zone anything. I could zone a donut, but obviously I would get a lot less to eat if I zoned a donut with its carbs than I would cups of broccoli. Um, right. But it gave me the freedom to not limit the what I ate, but just showed me how much I should eat of each. Got it. So in this 10 days, you lost nine pounds, which is a yep. pretty significant amount because you, you're not a large person to begin with. Um, yes. So you continued, and did you keep losing that rate of, of weight, or you know how? No. What results did you uh, see? After that, I think I lost another four or five pounds, and then just stayed, and I ended up at around um, 135, I guess, was my weight. And I kind of hovered there for a long time um, until I actually got pregnant with Layla, my first child. So that right. was the lowest I had ever weighed. Um, and then once I got pregnant, I still zoned, but I just wasn't as restrictive with you know, what I ate. Sure. Um, so you got pregnant with Layla, and then you had Eli, and... All the while, you're you're somewhat zoning. It, um, I'm gonna guess that that worked for you because you are an organized person and you like knowing uh, the numbers that you need to hit, and um, you're goal oriented in that regard. And you know, am I right on the right? dot? <laughs> yeah, am I? Yeah, I just want to, I guess, set the context of um, you know, the zone is not for everyone, um, but and counting macros is not for everyone, but for someone like you who um, just wants to be basically told, all right, here are numbers to hit, hit them, and you did that, and even to the point where you weren't really even expecting a prize because you just did what was told, um, that for your personality, that works. Yeah, definitely. Right. So, um, and having worked with you, it, you know, obviously you're super compliant with Basically, here are your numbers, and you you just do it, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so let's fast forward to the last, um, let's say, three, four months, or even last year. Um, you know, walk us through where you were last year, um, what kind of calories we were eating, and then kind of, you know, tell the story of, of the last few months. Sure. So probably about a year ago, I had, well, a little bit more than that. I had lost all the baby weight, and I, which was my ultimate goal, get, give myself a good two years. It took me about two years to get out of shape with all the pregnancy and pregnancies and give myself about two years to get back into shape. Um, and that got me down to probably 140, 135, and I was happy with the weight but wanted to start seeing, wanted to start being leaner, um, to see more muscle. And I was working with Lamb, working with um, another CrossFitter who 
was also a nutritionalist who was helping me with calories. And I was somewhere around 1300 calories. And I felt, I thought I felt fine. Um, I was eating what I felt was enough. Um, I was tired, but I figured that was, I have two kids. I have a full-time job. Um, and then I hit a plateau and I wasn't feeling like I was getting the goals that I wanted. I wasn't getting stronger in the gym and I wasn't getting leaner like I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So I guess right around December or so, that's when I started asking you, like, here are my two goals. I want to get stronger, but I also want to get leaner. Um, and here's what I'm eating. And I was eating, correct me if I'm wrong, healthy. I was eating all, you know, yeah, lean meats and mm -hmm. proteins, and, or I should say, and vegetables and fruits. Um, mm -hmm. But I was also only around, I think when I started with you, 1,500 calories. Yep. And you told me very quickly that that was not even remotely close to enough calories. Yeah. So to... from yeah, just intuition that was not enough. Uh, I mean, you're how tall? Five seven. Five seven, right? So um, just to put some context on, you know, the one thirty five. Um, mm -hmm. And so we at, right around that time, it actually worked out because we invested in an in-body scanner for the box and it's basically a scale that will weigh you just like any other scale but also measure your body fat body fat percentage muscle mass and then give a, a basal metabolic rate based on that muscle mass and so that basal metabolic rate is really just the number of calories that you should be consuming if you were sitting on the couch doing nothing at all, obviously that's not the case because you're um, doing CrossFit, what, three times a week, three, four times a week? Yeah, three times. Yeah. Um, and then obviously running after the kiddos and uh, being a teacher, right? Mm -hmm. And what, what did the BMR come out from that? Do you remember? I don't remember the exact number. Yeah, I think it was... I think it was right around 1500 actually. Yep, it was 1513. So we were able to basically figure out, all right, just just for like survival, just for your basic metabolic functions <coughs> that you should be at 1500 calories. And based on your activity, you know, we can multiply that by for an act, by an activity factor, you should be above that. So talk us talk to me about I guess talk to me about your reaction when I told you your new goals and where we were heading and then also talk about that that journey of, of adding on calories. So my first reaction was there's no way I can eat more. There's I, I already eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snacks and a protein shake after dinner. There's no way I won't be able to do it. And each week we added about 100 calories, um, and at first I was like, how am I going to get 100 calories? And then I quickly realized, well, that's just a couple more ounces of sweet potato in the morning. Okay, I can do that. Mm -hmm. um, and within the first 
three weeks, I want to say, I noticed more changes that I wasn't expecting on a positive, um, on the positive end. I was sleeping better. Um, I used to be very restless at night, getting up multiple times, um, tossing and turning, and I was, you know, head to the pillow, didn't move until my alarm went off. So at first I was like, oh, all right, I'll take that. Like, that's a good plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed I did have more energy through the night chasing around the kids. So that was definitely um, a plus for me. My digestion went through the roof. Um, I definitely have not always been the most regular person. And after adding more calories, clearly realizing that I wasn't eating enough to even let my body um, work its normal digestion, that after doing that, I am much more regular than mm-hmm. I was ever, ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think, what was the other and, one? Well, and one? so far, these things were not things that you were looking to improve. Right. right? So you far, didn't... these were completely, I didn't even, I didn't even think these were possible. I didn't, it wasn't even on my radar it, that. Right. It was just, it was just the way of life. It was just, it was just daily living, right? Right. Um, and so each week we added another hundred calories. Um, at this point I'm up to 2,200 calories. I have had multiple PRs in the gym. Um, on multiple occasions. So I'm definitely succeeding in that first goal of getting stronger in the gym. Um, and and, and give some specific numbers just because like a PR could be, you know, a second faster on your, you know, Diane time. But I mean, some of these lifts were pretty significant. Yeah. So you're going to have to help me out too. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm thinking particularly of like, um, back squat. Yes. Um, so my back squat and a lot of them are almost by accident, which I know sounds ridiculous to some people, but, um, one day I came in after I had been sick for a whole week and I was like, I'm just going to move. All I'm going to do is move today. I haven't right. eaten anything all week and I moved and ended up deadlifting, um, meeting, matching my previous one rep, but I had way more in me. I just had been sick all week and hadn't didn't have any fuel in my system and wasn't pushing myself more, but hit my previous one rep max, uh, which I think was two two fifteen two fifteen yeah. Um, and did you do squat, that? Did you do that for multiple reps? Yes, I think it was for I three was reps. Th- I think it was a three rep. Yeah. Yeah. So you hit your one previous one rep max for three reps on a day where you weren't pretty much weren't trying. We're trying, right. Right, okay. Right. <laughs> um, the backs, was it People the are hating squat? you by now. By hating me but, right yeah. now. Yeah. I apologize to everyone right now for my right. hitting PRs and not <laughs> trying. Um, um, the back squat, that was another one, right? Is that what yeah. we said? Yeah. That one, I don't re- even remember the numbers. This is how, like, this is how surprised I was with all of these lifts is I, they don't even register because... I didn't, I didn't know it could happen. I, it was like, almost felt like this goal of being stronger in the gym was a lofty goal. Um, I don't know why that probably sounds really weird, but there's these 
PRs just kind of kept happening like week after week. Mm-hmm. Um, I even forget what was the back squat. Do you remember that? No, I was thinking. I don't I, remember. Yeah, I was going to try to look it up, but I think it might take yeah. too long. But yeah, it was a similar deal though. It was um, something where we weren't even looking for a max. It was a. Um, it, it was a day where we didn't want people to max out or go anywhere near. It was just find a heavy and um you ended up either again like tying your pr for multiple yeah. reps or um you know exceeding it yeah um okay so performance wise it goes up but then you know in the back of people's minds you know they're saying well you know she probably gained five or ten pounds and therefore obviously is stronger right so right. um but wrong right but wrong yeah <laughs> so talk about body comp um, because really when you, you know, we're looking to change things up, it was basically performance, which I think is always a good goal. Um, it, that it shouldn't always just be about aesthetics, but, um, you know, you want to lean out, but you also wanted to perform better. Right. So my weight hasn't, it's fluctuated a little, but it actually hasn't quite changed. Um, give or take a pound or two. I'm at almost the same exact weight as when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, composition wise, some of my pants are a hair tighter, to be honest. Yep. Uh, but if I'm chalking it up to the PRs I'm hitting in the gym, then with the back squat, with the deadlifts, then the thighs, the my butt, they're getting bigger because those muscles are getting bigger. So, um, yeah, and we know this from the in-body scanner, right? Right. Because what it'll do, um, and we don't have a visual here, but um, it will break down your, basically, body parts and uh, show us the difference um, in terms of legs, each leg, each arm, and then trunk. And your skeletal muscle mass has increased. So your muscle mass has increased. Um, your body fat has decreased or stayed about the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so it decreased a little bit just because your your act, your overall weight has stayed about the same. Um, and that muscle mass is pretty much right in that, you know, hip area, which is why we're probably experiencing, you know, some uh, some tighter pants. And uh, once the open is over, we're going to play around with um, dropping the overall calories to see how that affects us. But we don't want to really mess with the open uh, right now because you're performing pretty well. Right. Cool. And I need a hair of a chance to beat my sister. Shout exactly. out to Sarah. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out to Sarah. 145. So, you know, I guess my overall message that I want to get across is um, – this notion that simply by decreasing calories is not really the answer to lean out. And conversely, adding calories is not always going to just pack on body fat and body weight that the way people think, right? Because we started, we started you around 1500 calories, we're up to 2200 calories. Now, you basically have increased your caloric intake by 50%. Yeah. And if I had told you that initially, you would have slapped me. Um, 
twice. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think, um, I think, and maybe especially for women, we're uneducated in what our bodies need. And, you know, the, the thought is fewer calories will help you lose weight. But what it was doing was shutting down my systems. You know, I wasn't right. digesting, I, digesting, excuse mm-hmm. me, I wasn't sleeping well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know that my food was affecting that. Um, and that, you know, conversely, we think, well, increasing calories is obviously going to increase your weight. So that puts that fear in there. And um, so I just think the lack of knowledge is is widespread. You know, we, we, us women, we don't get that. And so I think it's important just to share that just because you're adding calories, um, doesn't mean that you're going to pack on the weight. And if you do want to get stronger in the gym, like that's a perfectly legitimate goal. And in doing that, you're also not going to like bulk up and look like a sumo wrestler. Right. That is definitely a common, um, kind of misconception. Uh, just with lifting weights in general, right? Um, women come in for a consult, and um, a, a, a very common comment is that they don't want to get bulky, right? Um, but then on top of that, adding more calories, um, it will not do exactly what people think it will do. So, I, and I would and I would say lots of guys too. Like it's not definitely not just a women thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's probably a little more sensitivity or, you know, a desire to, um, to lean out, um, versus men where, yeah, a good amount want to lean out, but some want to actually gain mass. Right. Um, so I can see where that comes from. So yeah, it's, um, you know, it's a matter of realizing that the body is not just, even though the car analogy, like fueling an engine, that's a, a very crude analogy, but our bodies are a lot smarter than that. And, you know, we have this internal thermostat. Um, some people even call it an adipostat, uh, adipose being related to like fat, right? Um, so ADI, adipostat, um, that it regulates our hormones, our metabolic pathways and systems, and uh, it's smart. So that if it's not getting the fuel it needs, it's thinking, okay, I'm starving. I need to shut down non-essential systems. But for us, things like sleep, quality sleep, and uh, for women, their menstrual cycle, this all this stuff can get really messed up if we're going very low calorie. Um, that it's not just going to affect the amount of body fat we have. So... Um, it's all connected. It's all connected. And our bodies are a lot both smarter and dumber than we want them to be. So, and I think you, you, had, you had said it yourself, but I, you know, for people who find themselves cold in, you know, rooms or places where they really shouldn't be, you know, that's another sign. Um, that's a, yeah. that's a really like quick sign that you're not I was enough. freezing all the time. Yeah. All the time. Right. So increasing our calories, also increasing naturally because of our ratios that we were working with, increasing our carbs helped um, basically soothe us. And uh, we didn't do any blood testing, uh, but I would guess that your cortisol levels 
uh, were reduced. So cortisol being the stress hormone, that's why you were able to sleep better. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, so it's a work in progress. That's why we're you know going through this coaching process. That so it's not just a here are your numbers, go do it. Um, but we're changing things week to week, and now more like month to month because we want to see what the changes are. Um, and then we'll continue to tweak and refine, right? Yeah. I think we're, you know, we're about, I'd say, one goal checked off. I'm getting, or checking it off. I'm getting stronger in the gym, for sure, and in the process, you know, leaning out. You told me in the beginning, you know, it's one of those things that you might gain weight before yes. you start the lo- to lose the weight. And I haven't necessarily gained, but I haven't seen the leaning out that I'm still looking for. So we are still in the process. Yeah, there's a number of people that, um, there's a number of stories out there where uh, people go through this similar coaching process and it takes them a year for their body to, to kind of come back up to even baseline level. That way it can... Like, look, at the end of the day, calories do matter to a point, but if we mess up our body so much and are, have been eating low calorie for so much for so long, uh, our bodies will adjust to it. So really what the goal is, is to, to get all those systems back up to baseline and in optimum ranges, <clears throat> and then you can play with overall caloric intake um, over the span of, you know, a month, you're going to have, you know, let's say 60,000 calories. So yes day-to-day calories can add up to certain numbers over the course of a month that will affect your body weight. But we need to work, be working with an optim, optimal system in the first place. So, and I think I had sent you some articles about that, you know, the fact that yeah. it can take 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 months for, for, for people to get to the point where you can even play around with calories um, because they're their hormones and other systems have been so neglected. So, yeah. yeah. So we're working. We're working. It's all good. It's all good. It's just good that you're super compliant so we can actually tweak things a lot quicker than, um, than other people. So is there anything that you would want people to know about, you know, let's say they have the same goal as you. They want to lean out, get stronger in the gym now, normally we would say those are opposite goals, right? Um, right. But we can work with it as long as people can take the long view approach instead of saying, I want to you know, increase my back squat 50 pounds and lose 10% body fat in a month. Um, but if you can take the long goal. So if they have those same, same ideas or same goals, what would you want them to know? I think it's, I mean, you, you kind of touched on it, but I think it's just patience. You know, none, none of this is a quick fix. This is, um, this is a lifestyle. I'm not on some crash diet. I, you know, I eat normal foods. I eat heaping plates of foods at this point. I just said the lamb. I don't know if I could even eat anymore. Um, but I, then again, I said that at 1500 calories also. So clearly mm-hmm. I was wrong then. Right. Um, but it's not a quick fix. And if you can stick with it and I can still have my cheeseburger on the weekend, like I still eat regular and real food. Um, Mm -hmm. I just have more, I'm more consistent throughout the week. Um, 
but being patient, I think, is important. It's not going to happen tomorrow, and it and it might not happen this month, and it might not happen in three months. But if I can have that vision down the road of what my goal is and stick with it, um, or someone else in the in a similar situation, I think that's important. And I think just talking to people about it is important. Like just ask. You know, it's not silly to ask. Am I eating enough? Am I eating too much? Um, this is my goal. How can I get there? I think it's important to just kind of have those open conversations. Yep. I agree. Cool. All right. We'll leave it at that. Um, hang on the line. But for everyone else, we will talk to you later. Thank you. You got it. Thank you. See you guys. Hey folks, thanks again for listening to Cross Econa Radio. If you like what you heard, head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and leave us a review, which helps us get found on the interwebs. Also, head over to social media, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Cross Econa, K-A-N-N-A. And if you have any questions for the podcast, email us at info at Thanks and have a great day.